0: Welcome to Triple H 100.1 FM and the Street Beat program. On the 20th of August, the New South Wales State Government stopped receiving submissions in relation to a draft state strategic plan for Crown land. I have on the line with me now Michael Rosettenstein, who put in a submission. He's going to tell us a little bit about what happens there. Michael, how are you?
1: No, good, thanks. How are you yourself, Martin?
0: Yeah, I'm doing well, thank you. You're you're a resident of the um, Hornsby Shire area, what got you interested in Crown land?
1: Well, I'm on the committee of the Civic Trust and over the years I've just got um, alert to what's going on and at the moment there's actually quite a flurry of activities, there's another paper coming after this to do with green spaces, which is very relevant to urban and suburban Sydney.
0: Um, what trust is that you're on, sorry?
1: The Pennant Hills and District Civic Trust.
0: Okay, then and have they put in a submission or are they planning to?
1: So yeah, so the submission we're putting in is is under the trust. Okay, and we've taken advice from several committee members and local discussion.
0: So do you want to give us a bit of an outline of what what the government's after from us?
1: Yes. So they're Busy getting, um, asking for some feedback. In fact, um, you know, Crown land is a massive topic. There is um, really a massive amount of land, particularly in the western part of the state and in particularly rural areas, which has been um, under, like, trust or management of the state for the last 150 or so years. Okay, but there's also, um, the bit that uh, we're particularly commenting on is much more around us in Hornsby Shire. And it tends to be much smaller pieces. I'll give you a couple of examples, like um, you know Observatory Park, yeah, which is that piece that we've all seen at the intersection of um, uh, Beecroft Road and Pennant Hills Road. Um, Ruddock Park, yeah, in Westley's another, another good example. There's lots of um, small blocks here and there that you might just be surprised. You know, on the edge of bushland, um, yeah, quite uh, yeah, anonymous-looking bits, uh, bits of land, but nonetheless they're crown land and don't belong to you know, the council or some individual.
0: Thanks for that. Tell me then, what are the implications? Are we talking about the government selling off land or donating it to community groups? What's the thoughts there?
1: Right. And I think they're looking for some guidance there, but overall there are a number, there is a handful of really big objectives. Okay. And uh, you know, particularly for the rural land, I think it's a bit different to the urban. They're particularly looking at more um, uh, management by the Aboriginal community. They're also looking at, um, shall we say, more commercial opportunities. I think particularly for the rural is what I'm reading from the paper.
0: So in the Pennant Hills area, your interest is in the sort of the the areas of land that are Crown land that the community might know about. And even though the submission dates pass, what's the next step in the process from your understanding?
1: Right. Um, So I'll be very interested in in what comes back. And just to say, you know, I mentioned a couple of points, particularly more for the rural. The other, you know, the other objectives, you know, they're looking at um, use of land for community purposes uh, where they see possible and as well. Um, looking at you know, green areas and looking at biodiversity and that sort of thing. And actually, if you look around us, that, that tends to be the case. They're little corridors of land, uh, places with trees, um, a bit of overgrown bush. and bit. the question is, is something radical going to happen to those pieces?
0: Have you um, heard from any other civic trusts in the area at all? Has there been any feedback from them with their involvement?
1: Um, that's actually a good point. And perhaps um, we could have done more um, liaison with them. But um, yeah, it's certainly you know, there's, there's a number of other groups like us. And I do know they were putting in submissions. Okay. But just overall to say as well, Martin, that they're looking, it's quite a strategic paper. So they're not interested in, uh, you know, let's say Hornsby Shire in particular. So the way that we make our submission um, has to, in that respect, be you know, quite general from a directional point of view.
0: So tell me for the people in the community listening to the program, what's it like in a in a, a community organization trying to get feedback from the different committee members and the and the, the members of the organization?
1: A very good question, Martin. And one of the points about this is that um you know always you know, these things tend to be very interesting topics, but um, you know, there's some hard yards to read the pages. You know, they're quite digestible and um, they've um, obviously got some good agencies in making them as graphic as possible and explaining what the deal is. But uh, there's still a lot of pages to get through and um, as well then to think about what what we think the implications and perhaps what input we can make.
0: Excellent. Is there anything else you would like to add um, in terms of encouragement or where to from here if local residents want to get involved in these sorts of submissions?
1: Exactly. So, I mean, I think we're always uh, very conscious that from the trust point of view, more members are always welcome. You know, more heads are better and the more bandwidth we've got of, you know, some more capable people will come up with better ideas and be able to respond to more things. You know, I'm very acutely aware of that. You now, people are very conscious of their time and, um, but it often, t- I, I'm afraid to say, tends to be more, uh, we get interested members after there's been some kind of local crisis or people really don't like something. But um, that kind of input would really be good on a much more ongoing basis from the community.
0: Right, great. Thanks for that. Please stay on the line, Michael, because we've also got here with us Judy Vincent, who's a resident of Pennant Hills. And I hope she doesn't mind me saying this, a long-time resident of Pennant Hills, so she might know where the different crown lands are.
2: You're listening to Street Beat on Triple H 100.1 FM with Neil, Martin, Justine, and sometimes Mariko.
0: What's your insight into this topic, Judy? And welcome.
2: Oh, thank you, Martin. Yes, I've been in Pennant Hills for 40 years, so, you know, walking around on my walks, I I do know quite a few little bits of Crown land. The one that Michael mentioned, that um, observatory park that runs between Beecroft Road and Pennant Hills Road, is actually a very important little area it has 46 native species in that tiny little triangle. So it's, um, and of course the great big tall gum trees, and it's an important little area because of the pollution and traffic on Beecroft Road and Pennant Hills. Everybody knows how busy that little section is. And um, those trees and grasses, shrubs are all very important in keeping the pollution down for one thing. So I am um, would really like to see as much crown land as possible made into green space with plenty of trees and that kind of planting that can save us from the pollution of Pennant Hills Road and all the surrounding little roads, you know, because a lot of them are rat runs. A lot of traffic goes down Stephen Street, Bellamy, and we need—we definitely need lots of green
0: space. So two things flow from that, Judy, and thanks for that. Um, one is Michael mentioned something about a green something or other earlier on. Does this flow into this as well, Michael? You mentioned something else coming up in the, down the track.
1: Ah, the greener greener spaces. This is another state initiative. Uh, particularly looking at facilities, um, you know, it, to one extent, it's biodiversity and also um, what do we got by way of sports facilities, places for younger people of different ages to get together. So uh, I'm definitely of the view that, uh, and it, we put it in our submission, that um, they should definitely be thinking holistically. Um, about these two topics, you know, you can't, it's all under at the moment New South Wales state governance. So you shouldn't have a left hand and a right hand. You don't know what each other are doing. They need to they need to be linked because there's certainly the diversity and the public spaces in common here.
0: Okay, good. Thanks for that. So Judy, the second thing that came out of what you were saying is, did you put in, or are you planning to put in a submission? And I suspect it's probably going to be on the environmental protection side. Is that fair enough?
2: Yeah. Yes, I, I will do a personal one with um, help from a few of my neighbours and friends who also do a lot of walking around the place and um, have an interest in environment and you know stopping pollution from the, the railways as well because that's another that all those freight trains is another very pollution heavy area. So um, yes, I think I, I will put in. A, a submission. It won't be a huge one, but it'll definitely be a small one, particularly for Pennant, Pennant Hills um, in our little area of Hornsby Shire, the Bushland Shire. Let's keep it that way.
0: <laughs> what a wonderful way to end it off with. Thank you very much for your time, Michael and Judy. And it sounds like the message is people need to get involved if they want to look after the Bushland Shire. Absolutely. Thank you, Martin. Thank you, Martin.
1: Streetbeat on Triple H 100.1 AFM.